Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. (laughs) I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings, and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs, and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them I don't feel secure and honestly I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive so really really recommend it love it and I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening Fiona because I love their collection so if you use the code lovebites20 it's applicable on full price items only this can be used online and in store so there's two stores in Dubai one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach they also ship globally if you're buying from outside of Dubai then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture which is brilliant news thank you so much El Couture The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. It's a dick of my pussy. You don't mean to say that. You can just... (laughs) But you can if you want. That's the point. You can if you want, yeah. You know, I've definitely... I I think in accordance to... Welcome to Love Bites, brought to you today by our first ever sponsor, The Golden Hour. We're going to tell you a bit about them later on in the episode, because we are a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Like, apparently, the reason why you get the major horn just after your period, like I'm kind of having, is it's a specific hormone that I'm not sure of the name of, I will Google it. Uh, that is released into your body. I didn't know that. Because with an L, I can't remember the name of it though. It's probably a useless fact for everyone. Do you get really horny during your period? Oh my God, so horny. Like I do too. I wonder is that the same hormone that's re- like maybe. secreted into your body that just brings on the horn like a fucking horny mad woman? I am like, and I just have now, I used to not masturbate during my period and now I just fucking go for it. Maybe because I have vibrator now, so it's kind of easier, but I just like, it helps with the the pains. You were talking about that last week, weren't you? The, the mm-hmm. period pains. Oh my God, I freaking love having a masturbation session with, on my period. Yeah, a good old, um, a good old masturbation Flickly. session really, really eases period menstrual cramp. So pop that in your menstrual pipe and smoke it, friends. <laughs> Um, another fact, Fiona, do you know that it is entirely possible to reach orgasm while you sleep? I did know that and I have had a sleep orgasm before. Very interesting. I thought I was the only weirdo out there that kind of, I've never, I don't believe I've reached orgasm while I've slept, but I've definitely come mighty close and I kind of mm. can't quite get there and it's very, very frustrating. But apparently it is entirely possible to reach orgasm while you sleep. And you know why it is, Fiona? Because wow. as we have talked incessantly on this podcast, sex is quite often about the mind and how your mind receives sexual energy and sexual receptors and all these things you don't need a dick to actually come you don't need to even be stimulated to come so much of your sexual energy is in your mind so you can be lying there dreaming about something thinking about i don't know chris hemsworth or whatever or i don't know like pat butcher or something like that whatever you're into and just thinking about those people alone can help you reach orgasm as you sleep so the next time you fall into your little slumber and um who did you say you had an orgasm about before while you slept Mila Kunis yeah I had a um I had a sex dream about Mila Kunis yeah so when she comes into the room just invite her over and just say hey babe jump on in and then you too can have a sex dream orgasm Dear friends, have you reached orgasm while you've slept? If you have, drop us a DM on Instagram. And our Instagram is lovebitespodcast underscore. Of course, you can message us about anything at all. We love to hear from you. I How love, are you, babe? I'm good. I love that you're getting our Instagram name right now. It's only <laughs> taken 59 million episodes. 
finally we're there how are you what is your crack I'm, what have you been up to filming i'm in? really good i do have crack not uh-huh. cocaine physical or arse crack or arse crack irish crack and anybody that isn't irish um please note that we're not talking about crack cocaine we are indeed talking about crack in the irish sense which means what's the biz what have you been up to what's the news what's the gossip what's the 411 spill the tea well spill the tea sister sorry i'm just messaging jj Stop messaging us. We're in the middle of the episode. Um, he's distracting me. Let me log out of my WhatsApp. Um, so basically, just to give everyone an update on the crowd pleaser, because I feel like I'm going to get messaged about it. <sighs> he has crumbled under the pressure of having the name of the crowd pleaser because I feel like he just couldn't live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is... I've definitely noticed that as I've got older, having your shit together is such an attractive quality. And because I do have my shit together, I mean, obviously there are some things that I don't have my shit together about, but like gen- generally speaking, I do. And I notice so much if someone I'm dating doesn't have their shit together and I find it really unattractive. Mm-hmm. And with him particularly, I'm kind. I kind of got tired of the kind of going out every weekend, getting absolutely shit-faced, losing their phone, things we would do in our 20s. And now we're in our 30s and it's just not cool anymore. So in that respect, and it's very funny because I was talking about it with some friends last night. And I think the old me, maybe like a few years ago, even like maybe a few months ago, would have try to chase the situation and get validation from him that he definitely likes me because, you know, he's cancelled um he's cancelled quite a lot and you know he's all a bit all over the place and instead of just being like actually do you know what it is really unattractive I'm not really gonna continue this I would have chased down the situation to try and confirm to him confirm to myself that he liked me and actually I don't really care so I thought that was an interesting learning curve um so yeah Fiona yeah but I think that what has what's been very interesting of what's happened over the past two weeks is this is something that I told you last week, but then we can we couldn't put the recording out because of technical issues. Laura's been traveling, so it's been a bit difficult to record, but she's back now on Irish soil and I'm really excited about it. Um so me and my friend Sophie went out two week not last weekend, not this weekend, we just had the weekend before. We went for drinks um to this place called Bisola, which is the reason why I'm saying locations is because I'm about to talk about this second location. And Basola is like a lovely, beautiful Italian restaurant. Um, they have a lovely happy hour. We were drinking Prosecco. Like it was going out of fashion from about four o'clock to about nine. And we were talking about the podcast and we were saying, do you know, the thing is at the moment, I've been quite lazy with trying to go and date in real life. I've been very like on the apps and like, you know, finding content that way, not finding content, but getting content that way. And I was a bit like, you know, we need to go out because we've not done that yet. And I promised everyone, obviously, that I would try and like find the in real life stuff. So we were like, right, we need to get really drunk and go to Barasti. Now, for those of you that aren't Dubai people, Barasti is kind of like, it's a huge beach bar that is very known for kind of the place everyone goes to after a night out or after a brunch um it's kind of you can wear whatever you want from you could go looking like you've completely dressed up to go to a night out you could wear flip-flops and it's kind of no one cares i kind of love it for that respect i love it too yeah everybody has a brassy story yeah everyone has a brassy story everyone kind of loves to hate it but really everyone loves it and you never have a bad night there so we were like let's walk over so the where we were was like walking distance so we walked over and we bumped into one of our friends, sat down at the table. We then proceeded to get extremely drunk. We were, I was off my face at this point. And out of nowhere, I don't even know how it kind of came about. There was just this guy that just appeared. No one really knows how or why he was there. Me and him start chatting. We then kiss, we go home together. We then have like wild fucking sex where... There was a lot of licking my bum. 
Oh, I was not expecting that. Oh my yeah. god. Um, you got rimmed. Yeah, hence the poll today. We'll come on to that in a sec. I wondered where that rimming came from. <laughs> yeah. It kind of took, it was a bit of left field and it was like, do you like dirty talk? Yeah, I, I do. Are you comfortable with it? Do you like rimming? And I was like, it's fucking 9.30 in the morning. What the hell? I know. Well, it's because I just needed to, I needed to know, because I love it, right? But I don't know if like other people are okay with it. And it's also like kind of rogue to do it on the first time. But in my mind, I was like, whatever, it's one night stand, whatever. Because my whole, so like we were like chatting to our friends and like we were talking about Brassy and we were like, Brassy's probably the kind of place that you go to and you're going to have a one night stand. Like you're not going to meet anyone there, right? Like it's just like everyone's drunk and like whatever. So I like went home with this guy and I was like, see, you totally proved my point. Point. It was like one night stand place. Anyway, I noticed this guy didn't have curtains. And I was like, well, I'm not staying the night because he didn't fucking have curtains. I don't want to wake up like in my dress from the night before, like feeling gross. So I was like, I'm going to leave. And he kept saying, oh, don't leave, don't leave. And I was like, no, I'm going to go. So I just like shut him up. I was like, I'm just going to give him my number and I'm going to go. Went home, whatever. Next morning, um, I was super bruised. <laughs> like my literally my vagina hurts so much. And um, and then he... <laughs> And then he messaged me the next day. And I was like, what? I was like, this is not the etiquette of a one night stand. I was like, why is this guy messaging me? I was like, this is not what's supposed to happen. Anyway, he turned out to be like the nicest guy ever. And he was like, can I take you out for dinner? So I'm going to give him his name, um, which he's approved. because we went for dinner on Thursday. So I didn't like... So basically, this guy is absolutely massive. Like, he must be, I don't know, how tall did he say he was? He's like six or three, six or four. But he's also like rugby player built. Like, he's huge. Mm -hmm. He's huge. Mm -hmm. So his name is The Giant. Okay. Lovely. (laughs) He's approved the name. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's good. So we went for dinner on Thursday. uh, So this weekend. And... He is such a gentleman. Like, I, oh, it was, I love it. I know. Like, uh, and also it's funny because like, this sounds awful, but I've not been ever treated very well by the guys that I go out with. Like, I've been like, okay. Like some have been okay and like, you know, fine. But like never, no one's really, I've never gone out with like someone who's like gentlemanly mm-hmm. ever really. And there are a few things that he said and I was like, oh my God, I've never had anyone say that to me before. Like when we were saying about um, going for dinner, he was like, oh, should I come pick you up? And I was oh, like- I love that. Chivalry yeah. is not dead, Fiona. That, that is amazing. I know. And then I, you know, and then I worked out that where we were going, it's actually really close to his house. So I was like, do you know what? It's all right. You just go, I'll meet you there. And he was like, well, should I send you an Uber? And I was like, this guy, like, I've never had anyone do that for me before. And, like, it's so small. And that, how sad is that as well? I even said to him, I was like, God, how sad is that that, like, this is, like, the most gentlemanly thing anyone's ever done for me? And I just, I, we, like, had such a nice thing. He's just such a, like, seems like such a good guy. Um, and Fiona, didn't the, didn't the rimming really seem to seal the deal, so to speak? Oh yeah, and do you know what? Any guy that wants to rim is like, you know they're going to be good because they just want to give... You... He literally went down on me for so long and then we had a conversation and like he said he really liked it and he said he said something which I thought was really, really interesting because it was so opposite to the photographer. He said to me that he gets his pleasure out of seeing someone else be pleasured and I'm like, I love guys like that because I'm like the photographer who like didn't even like to go down on anyone because he's a selfish prick. Like, I was like... <laughs> Finally said it! Yay! You finally oh, I said it out loud, but finally called him what he was. You finally called him a self selfishly sexual prick. Thank you for that. Finally, anyways, the giant um is a giver and a taker. It would seem, which we love because that's a balanced approach. And um, I can't, can I just caveat really quickly? I love that I try, went on this podcast and tried to convince myself that I was okay with the photographer not wanting to give oral. I like I really tried to convince myself, but actually I really, it really fucking bothered me. I know. I know, but isn't that what we do as women? And we this do. is why we have the Love Bites podcast for us to kind of talk about these things and relinquish yeah. ourselves of the 
our eternal need to like placate people and actually it's important to say I'm not okay with that and I want more of this that and the other so love you I, for that I mean so far with this guy I haven't felt any anxiety which I think has been probably I think I, th- I do get it like obviously still like I'm not like completely cured but like even just now before we went on the podcast I said something he said that he went to bed at 7.45 and you know, you all know how I love a early bedtime. So I said, oh, that made me fancy you even more. And then he started writing and my immediate thought was, oh my God, he's about to tell me that he doesn't want to continue this. And for what? Why? Like literally I don't understand. Like what the hell my brain? And I kept saying to myself, shh, it's just your brain being weird. It's just your brain being weird. But it just automatically goes there. It's not your brain being weird. You just need to be, as we all do, need to be really kind and understanding and gentle with yourself and just remind yourself and your inner child that this is, you're you're a product of your, you know, your upbringing, you're a product of your past relationships. And as long as you can be mindful that you're doing it, like that is that the whole point of evolving and growing as a person, as a woman, to just remind yourself that, you know what, I see what you're doing there but I'm just going to gently bring you back to where I know that you now need to be, which is a bit more secure um, and a bit more confident in the wonderful, amazing woman that you are. And, you know, that's what you need to do, Faye. You I don't know. have a weird mind. You've got a fucking amazing mind. You've got an amazing personality. And all these things and these little quirks make you who you are, which... Is an, an amazing woman. Oh, well, stay tuned, me and the giant. I don't know what I mean. Like, I really like him. Which tell me this. Tell me this, Fee. Did you fancy him on the second date? Because I, I, obviously, last week we couldn't go live because it sounded like I was recording on a baked potato. So the sound quality was so awful. But we did cover some semi interesting topics that I would briefly like to touch upon. So one of these things, Fee, was you'd also went on a date with a guy, and he typically. He, he, he was like of your elk, right? He was the kind of the posh boy. You came from the same like town at home. You kind of ran in the same circles and you went on a date with him and you were physically repulsed by him from start to finish, right? Who are we talking about? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I was like, who are we talking about? Oh, my so God. So the guy that like made you, like wouldn't share any of his food with you, even though you went to a sharing concept restaurant, he wouldn't. He obviously... um was like asking you to like, he said he he always believed in splitting the bill on the first date. And then basically what happened was um the bill came and Fiona was like, fuck it, I'm not going to like offer to pay and stuff. um You know, because he invited her. And then he said after like in a really passive aggressive way, oh, I noticed how you didn't even go to offer to pay or whatever. And the point that I found really interesting about that was it just goes to show somebody can tick all your boxes on paper. They can come from the right place. They can speak with the right accent. They can, you know, run in the same circles and do the job that you've always aspired to have a partner do. And actually it counts for absolutely nothing. And this guy, the giant, you met in a bar that like you, by your own admission is just for hookups. Um, you went back and had really like dirty sex, but actually you didn't think anything would materialize from it. And I'm not saying you're going to marry the guy and I don't want to put loads of pressure on it, but a lot more came from this guy that you had no hope for than the guy who technically should be like your like husband for all intents and purposes, right? 100%. 100%. And I have to say also, God forbid he listens to this. I know he will because he said he will. But when we we had this one, what I thought was going to be a one night stand. And the next day when he was messaging me, I was like not massively feeling it. Because in my mind, I was like, this is just a one night stand. He's obviously just doing, I thought maybe oh, he's just being polite. Like he's just going to stop messaging soon. Because that's happened to me before. Like, like God, like we've all had fucking one night stands, whatever. And like, you know, maybe you get the person's number and you message for like two hours and then you're like done. So I thought that that was going to happen. So I didn't really invest anything until like, obviously like halfway through the week where we actually did make a plan. And then I thought about it and I was like, actually, no, I, I do quite fancy him. And then when we went on the date, I was like, no, I super fancy him. And it was like a bit more of a slow burn, which I think is also good. We love a slow burn. We Whereas love I think slow burn. that I think that what happened with Mr... Mr. Crowd Pleaser, 
which I kind of don't, I hate that name now, but whatever, was that we went on the date and I, there was so much pressure building up to it for so long because he showed so many good signs because he ticked so many boxes for me. Um, like before I even met him, I knew the boxes that he ticked. So I built this pressure, went on the date. Yes, I did super fancy him and we had this really great date, but the, he's crumbled because he's not lived up to the expectation in my mind. Whereas I think with the giant, what's happened, which I think is so interesting meeting someone in real life is that you have absolutely no expectation about that person because I didn't know one thing about him. I didn't ask him when we were wasted because I probably wouldn't have remembered. And I, when we sat down and we had our date, I was asking him these questions and I was like, and I said to him, I was like, how weird is this that you've seen me naked, but I don't know anything about you. And it was so different from when you go on like an online date with someone, you've probably had like the, you've had those questions beforehand. So you've created the story in your mind before you sit down. Whereas I hadn't done that with this guy. And what's nice is that I've only been pleasantly surprised. And you know, Fiona, by your own admission, you are, uh, you love to create a fantasy, right? Around oh, somebody. 100%. You've had a couple of conversations and before you know it, you're like, you know, ascertaining, you know, where you're going to send your kids to school, where you're going to holiday, how will he get on with your family? Like, you know, like what, what rugby team will you become a member of? Like, where will you like vacation? All these things. Like you love to create this uh this fantasy yeah and, you know, we all do it we all do it by the way uh but you you really love it so when you meet somebody in real life it almost undercuts that and you don't even have the time to go into your like k-hole of fantasy you just take somebody on face value for what they are for for what they bring to your table in the first instance it's like the personification of living in the moment yet in these apps you've got so much time to sit back and ruminate on what they're going to be like in real life um, and sometimes to meet somebody in real life I imagine it's really unnerving when you're like oh my god he's just here in front of me now and we had to speak face to face and just have a normal conversation what the fuck yeah it was kind of strange because I also thought about it and like I don't actually know when was the last time that I went on a date with someone that I'd met in real life I can't remember the last time that happened with you I cannot remember the last time you went on a date with somebody who you just met like in real life so that's pretty awesome I think it was like a setup or something and it went that was me ah I think the last person was the guy that my old boss set me up with and then I ended up crying during sex crying because sex. Oh, it was just after I broke up with my ex man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think it was him. Anyway. Anyway, listen. So what is the crack with this guy? Are you... I haven't seen a picture of him. Can you quickly send me one? Yeah. Let me just send it to you now. And Instagram. when are you seeing him again? Um, well, um... Hang on. Oh my god, he's a big Viking. Who is that hottie he's with, by the way? Do we know her? I don't know. Okay, anyways, he's Any gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <please. laughs> It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> okay, she looks like a great girl. Um... Uh, moving on he's beautiful and handsome and he looks like a big bear a big wet dream of a man he I is like a wet dream he's yeah. a wet dream honestly like the stuff that some of the things he said i'm like oh my god i've never had anyone say that to me before which is so sad like it's so sad because i've just had horrible experience after horrible experience and it's re and like it's really hot and so i'm actually having a coaching session with lisa on tuesday uh -huh. um the relationship coach and I the one thing I want to like hash out with her basically is like I find it really hard when I meet someone that is nice and is doing nice things for me to just take it in I find like I like you know my palms start sweating a bit because I'm a bit like you know shit um I don't know how to deal with it mm -hmm. um but Anyway, so when this when this guy is nice to you, you're just unnerved by it, or you're just waiting for the next bad thing to happen, or yeah, I guess I'm on. I'm not un, unnerved, yeah, but I'm also like, I'm trying to just try not to say things like to myself, which is, oh, they're all nice in the beginning, and then it goes downhill. Like, I just yeah. 
because that sometimes happened when someone's been nice at first and then it just like fizzles out and they just stop being nice or whatever but and like you know your 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 session with lisa is going to be amazing because one thing she is so phenomenal at is taking the language and taking the words that we say to ourselves unknowingly and we constantly say things um like in the last podcast we did with her and i was saying like how needy i am and she was like no excuse me you are not needy you take that back what you are is amazing and you deserve amazing and you seek out amazing that is not needy and the same way that you say things about in the beginning you know it all goes like this and stuff um it's a case of reframing that and just reminding yourself that you know things are awesome in the beginning but actually with the right guy you will continue to be awesome and get more and more and more awesome as time goes on so I think honestly Fee anybody that I'm actually going to link a friend's Instagram post um that she shared recently it's a, it's a friend of mine Zoe and I've talked a lot about her it's whose hen party I, um, I was on at the weekend yeah. and she is a life coach and she has been very 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 honest about her journey and how um, coaching has helped her but importantly um, addressing issues from childhood which again she's very honest about counseling has helped her so if anybody um that is listening to this feels that um, they have issues to address and let's be honest we all do let me doubly confirm how wonderful a counseling and and or life coaching session is and for you Fiona I know that Lisa has helped us no end and I think you continuing to work with Lisa will be incredibly incredibly mm. impactful and positive and I would definitely go and I would definitely go and speak to her about my own things and I, I don't know this this post that Zoe shared recently it really hit a nerve with me about um a lot of us needing to do internal work um, and how counselling is so beneficial so yeah we're big Definitely. fans of it big big fans well I do have a letter today um this was actually sent a while ago so I'm really glad that we are addressing this now I did chat to this girl a bit after and weirdly it's very relevant to what happened with me and the giant I'll say I'll talk about the letter and then and then we'll go into it Shout out to our amazing sponsor of the day, The Golden Hour. The Golden Hour is one of my favorite places to shop for awesome dresses, tops, and accessories. Fiona, I'm just yeah. having a stock of them on Instagram, which is thegoldenhour.ae, and their stuff is absolutely stunning. Do they ship globally? Yeah, yeah, they ship global. So for those of you that are around the world, don't worry. It's not just Dubai. They ship to the UK, US, which is great. Before mm-hmm. I went to Santorini, where we've recorded the infamous drunken episode i bought <laughs> best episode by best the way episode. i bought so many dresses the poor girl was probably like what is wrong with this girl where is she going and i actually there, think i was wearing something from the golden hour during that episode there is one mint green dress in particular mm. and a, co- a like a cord set and honestly this has my name written all over it i love their stuff any discount codes yes absolutely so we have got an amazing 20% discount code. If you use LoveBites20 on your first order, you can redeem a 20% offer. We are going to link the website in our show notes and we'll also link the Instagram so you can have a peruse for your next purchase. Thank you so much once again to the awesome sponsor of the day, The Golden Hour. Well, I do have a letter today. Um, this was actually sent a while ago, so I'm really glad that we are addressing this now. I did chat to this girl a bit after, and weirdly, it's very relevant to what happened with me and the giant. I'll say I'll talk about the letter, and then and then we'll go into it. <clears throat> Hi girls, I wanted to ask if you could do a podcast on dirty talk. My boyfriend always says things in the bedroom and wants me to reciprocate, but I just get so embarrassed about what to say. Any pointers would be so helpful because I want to do it and feel empowered as I'm not opposed to it. And it really turns me on, so I want to return the favor. Anything you can help with. So basically she is saying that she is uncomfortable or just uh, inept at dirty talking. She says that she feels she gets so embarrassed. Okay, um, fair enough. Which is, it, it is. And so basically the reason why I say this was when, say, the giant, it, it's funny actually that this was our topic that we had and then we I slept with him and then this happened. So I am quite into it. And mm-hmm. I got way more into it because the photographer 
who's the last guy I was seeing, who was like mega into it. So it kind of like brought me out of my like dirty talk shell. And then I think I must have said something to him. And he said to me, he doesn't like, he can't dirty talk. And when we were having dinner, he made some really interesting comments about dirty talk, which we'll come on to in a second. But it was the first time ever I'd encountered a guy not liking it. Or not, not like, not not liking it. He said that he just likes it, just with not, it. He just can't, he can't do it. It's kind of basically what this girl is is saying. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say, Laura? What are your your like top tips for dirty talk? Do you like it? Like, what? How do you? How would you empower this girl to? Because she wants to do it, but mm-hmm. can't. Well, funny enough, let, I think we need to refer back to the poll that you did, um, and that was, are you comfortable yeah. with dirty talk in the bedroom? And Yes was 56% and no was 44%. So 44% of people that partook in our poll uh, stated that they were not comfortable with dirty talk. And I can completely understand why. And the reason that I can understand why is because I have been the girl that had a mouth like a fucking sewer in the bedroom. Um, (laughs) I could have dirty talked my way out of a paper bag I did long distance for quite some time with an ex um, when I moved to Dubai and things like that so I was like a dirty talk pro I definitely believe that your ability to engage in dirty talk is um, definitely aligned to how sexy you're feeling at the time. I don't feel like you can be lying there like a sorry sack of shit and and crack out your best um, dirty talk lines, let's be honest. So the reason that I understand where this girl is coming from is because it's not that I would feel embarrassed to engage in dirty talk at the moment I just don't feel like I have that fire in me and I just probably it would be quite contrived for me to try to do it because I guess I would be just trying to say things that I'm potentially not really feeling right so my advice to this girl would be she doesn't need to start saying things like fuck babe you're fucking big throbbing cock oh my god shove it in my fucking ass oh yeah big boy oh yeah no she doesn't have to do that what she can start by saying is oh my god that feels so good that feels amazing or i love it when you do x y and z and i think this girl for example has probably watched porn and Mm. has seen these uh po- like highly acclaimed porn stars say these things that oh my god daddy's big dick and all this sort of thing you don't have to do it you can actually speak using your own lexicon you can speak using your own words and the words that you're comfortable with and just expressing when something feels really good and when some you know when he's doing something that turns you on in a certain way um so my advice to her would be to really ease yourself in gently like there's no point in throwing these massive throbbing cock affirmations at her in the bedroom because it's going to make her feel really probably quite silly and embarrassed unless she genuinely feels it in the moment in which case crack on babe so that's my advice ease yourself in use your big girl words stating how something makes you feel how something turns you on what you would like to receive more of etc 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 totally and i think that it's really important as well to have a conversation outside of the bedroom maybe and speak to her boyfriend and say i really want to do this what kind of things do you want me to say and then she can see her level of how comfortable she is her like Mm -hmm. richter scale of dirty talk comfort because if he's saying things like i want you to call me daddy and i want you to say things like I want to put your cum inside my pussy or whatever then like she might be like okay that's a bit much for me but if he says yeah. like things like I just want you to tell me if things feel good like blah 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 yes. how yes, you're yes, feeling yes. then okay then maybe she'll feel more comfortable about it because I think that <clears throat> we discount so much that like actually sexual energy is like uh created outside of the bedroom and like I always yes. like to do it I like to to have a discussion and be like what you like what you're and actually me and, Gi- me and the giant had this conversation when we were on our date and i think it's so important because you've got to know what the other person wants but like laura said like ease yourself in i think that there are a few kind of phrases that all girls should have in their like sexual glossary which is like oh that really turns me on when you know 
when you do this or not even when you do this oh that really turns me on i'm so turned on right now um mm-hmm. i'm so wet you, you can throw that one around you know if you mm-hmm. actually are you know oh that feels so good i'm gonna come you know yeah. things like that oh you feel so good you feel so good when you're inside me that's like seven things you just rotate them like also like find a few phrases that you feel comfortable with if you don't really if you're not really into it and you're more of a mute and then just rotate them and then it will get easier and easier you don't need to be saying things like oh my god you're a massive dick of my pussy you don't need to say that you can just <laughs> but you can if you want that's you the can point if you if want. It's, yeah you know I've definitely I think in accordance to my um you know previous relationships and things that I've probably been a lot more sexually explicit but probably because it's been a lot more of a toxic relationship and I truly believe that those things are are interconnected but um I've definitely been at, like used a lot more filthy talk previously what's your fil- okay what's the filthiest thing you've ever said oh for fuck's sake Fiona are you serious sorry. I don't just know. go on why don't you put me on the spot sorry. like this can I not just have one shred of privacy and anything <gasps> I don't no. know. I think maybe with like, I don't know, like <laughs> don't. I'm fucking cringing right now. Say it, say it. Know, maybe like, um, do you know why? I just say why it. I want to hear it. I don't know. I, my sister listens to this. I don't know. Like, give say me daddy's dick or something. It's weird. I don't know. Like, no. Like, I, I, I've never ever was, called someone daddy in the bedroom. I just can't. I think it's because I call my dad daddy. So it feels yeah, okay. weird. But, yeah, I know, but why did you make me say it? I'm just sorry, being honest. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry. And it's not something that I could say to anybody else. It was maybe just one specific dynamic that like I could not say that to my boyfriend now. If I was like, call me daddy, or like if if, if we engaged in that like daddy talk, like I would feel physically fucking ill. Because it, you know, when I think about that kind of sexual repertoire that I had with somebody previously, it, we were really engrossed in that very kind of um <sighs> kind of submissive domineering uh dynamic which really worked in that in that um in that instance and quite often that dirty talk and the sexual energy is specific to that couple um as opposed to that one person um that continues through but yeah I think I probably would have been into that for for quite some time and really thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it and I love it who I'm was speaking about was did I ever tell you about the guy that I um the guy that I was seeing for quite some time after I was celibate for nearly three years and then I started dating a guy and oh my god I went from zero to nine million and 2.5 seconds is this the one that you wore the like full body stocking and he'd like rip it no no, no, this is a, that was someone this, else. This is this is a guy that I was giving him a blowjob and he slapped me across the face. Oh, did right. I tell you this? No. Anyways, so basically, I went from like I said, being completely celibate, and I mean not even going on a date with someone or holding hands to sleeping with this guy who, like, was anyways. He was from a country that sex is very much taboo. You have to be married, you know, definitely in the locale of the UAE shall we say and he learned so much of his sexual lexicon from porn and it was so brutally apparent because he would say things that were so fucking cringe and I would be listening to him wanting to just have the bed swallow me up and he would say things like yeah you fucking take it girl you fucking take it bitch you take daddy's dick you fucking take it and like oh yeah look at those pretty titties and I was just <laughs> like what the fuck is this guy on like he's actually giving pretty me titties. pretty fucking titties what the hell and just <sighs> really um it was so he had clearly picked everything up from porn from watching porn um and that's why when like he gave me a slap across the face uh, the first time I gave him a blowjob, I was so fucking traumatized because usually people don't do that without kind of asking permission. Um, no, don't get me wrong. It wasn't a crack around the face. It was just like a light, a light slap or whatever. And I said to him, what the fuck was that? And he was like, oh, you know, that's what girls like. And I was like, no, that no. is what girls like in porn let me remind you babe that porn is not fucking real life and you need to really um reassess what is pornographic and what is reality so anyways i continued to date him for a year so that was good fun and 
I'll tell you about that relationship another time, but it basically ended with uh, me nearly getting arrested because the people at the hotel thought I was a prostitute. But that's another story. I'll tell you that another time. Never saw them again after that. See, the thing is, so for me, like, I really like it, but I like it when I offer it up. Like, I like say what the photographer used to do to me, which used to make me cringe a bit, but then, like, I kind of got into it, but I was just, like, I found it a bit awkward when he would say things like, oh, does my dick taste good? And you just go, and you go, yes. Like, what do you say? <laughs> I concur that it does. I concur that it doesn't taste like cauliflower cheese. <laughs> it tastes nice. Like... What do you say? Yeah. Yummy in my tummy. Like, what do you say to that? Oh, yeah, does my dick taste nice? Um, quite tasty, thank you. <laughs> you will be getting a Paul Hollywood handshake at any moment now. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you know what? I think the whole point is acknowledging the fact that sometimes it can be really cringe. Like, it doesn't matter yeah, it how is. much you love it yeah. or how good you are at it. Sometimes it's just cringe. It's the I question. Voice. I just don't like the questions. I don't like the questions. Just shut up. I'll I'll tell you how I'm feeling when I'm feeling it. Like, the oh, does that feel good? Like, oh, like, um, you know, do you like it when I do this to you? Because the only answer that you can say is yes. And it's so weird because it's not hot. <laughs> you shouldn't ask close-ended questions in the bedroom. Um, no. I had an ex-boyfriend that when he came, he used to be like, fucking slut, fucking bitch. <laughs> and then after he'd be like, would you like a cup of tea? He was such a posh guy, but that was his little thing. When he came, he just like lost the run of himself and just just oh called me a bitch and a slut. So my... Go, no, you carry on. I have a funny no, story. No, no, that, no, that was it. It was, it was just um, paradoxical because this guy is the the most polite, well-spoken guy. But yeah, I had a pinch on for calling me a slut as he ejaculated. So I, my ex-boyfriend, my most recent ex-boyfriend, just to tell you everyone which exact boyfriend it was, because let's not get them mixed up with their coming situations. So the first time we ever had sex, he came in the most dramatic way ever like literally it was like he was dying he was like it was literally like and it went on for so long that i just started laughing it was so bad it went on like literally it was like and it was like he was in pain and i was like oh are you okay is this okay and he was like why are you laughing and i was like oh I was like, I was like, can you be more dramatic, please? And it was so bad. It was, you know, it was the first time we were having sex. Like, it was actually quite romantic and things like that. And then that happened, and it happened every single time, and it was just oh, so wow, awful. really. So it wasn't just like an excited well, inaugural I, ejaculation attempt. Well, obviously, like it's quite horrible, isn't it, for your girlfriend to be like, can you not fucking do that sound when you come because that's his come sound, and. Literally, I think it got a bit better, like, as the time went on, but still, it was pretty fucking bad. And it was just like, oh, God, that was embarrassing, just to, like, get off the dirty talk. He didn't dirty talk. Actually, no. Um, the, do you know, the barber said to me, a lot, the, was it the last time we had sex? Or the time of all of Because I would say things, and he would, he said to me, he was like, you can't, don't say those things in the bedroom because I'll come instantly. Oh, wow. That's and interesting. One, yeah, it was really interesting because one time we were literally having sex for like two minutes and I said, I think I said something like, oh, I'm so wet. And he was like, he was like, don't, don't, don't. And then he just came. Isn't that proving everything that we've always <clears throat> alluded to? The fact that the mind is the biggest sexual receptor yeah. of the whole entire body. You weren't, you know, singing that into his penis. You were probably saying that in his ear and he took the words and just hearing those words made him come. I know. He just messaged me actually. Like that's why right the second? He messaged me about five minutes ago. Oh. That's why that's why he reminded me because I've got a message from him. So yes, to our listener who is slightly uncomfortable, 
Um, also, just let me tell you that it's okay to be slightly uncomfortable with it because I'm a girl totally that has like, ridden the fucking dirty talk roller coaster and have been the filthiest girl in the world down to feeling like, oh god, this just feels really weird and I just don't know. Um, so I can totally empathise and it's okay to be a bit embarrassed about it. And it's like anal, right? When you're with a partner that you really love, you know, shit may happen literally and you may say things that sound really corny and really cringe and when you're with with the right guy you can have a laugh about it and have a joke about it and kind of make fun about it instead of it being like this really serious pornographic curated scene like just go and have fun ease yourself in in gently and saying things that are really genuine to you and I think Fiona the advice that you give is excellent about having a conversation with it outside of the bedroom. Mm. Don't wait for the bedroom for it come to come into a massive crescendo. Talk about it beforehand over a glass of wine and be like, so what would you like, you know, to hear me say? What would you like me to elaborate on? And like, what sort of things would you like to come out of my mouth besides? I think that should be a general rule for everything. Like, you know, you we talk about having this kind of relationship check-in we should also have a sexual check-in as well and just be like is there you know what do you want me to do more of or like you know this that and the other I think the barber and I actually had that conversation like a couple of months in I think we had a conversation of like because I think we'd spoken about it on the podcast and I was like let me ask him and he was like no everything's good and to be fair it was but still I was like no like what do you want me to do blah 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 um but obviously he didn't like like he didn't receive it what's the word no he didn't like he wasn't wasn't very receptive yeah but at the same time me and him was an extremely casual thing like you know it was not it was not a relationship he probably just like was just like can this bitch shut up and just come around to my house and then leave again (laughs) like he wasn't like but you know you're 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 100% right Fiona about the um having a chat about this the, the sex side of things because quite often the sexual element of the relationship is something that can really cause havoc because there's so much taboo and embarrassment around it and people you know if your boyfriend or your partner isn't putting the bins out or he's leaving the toilet seat up or whatever you're going to say for fuck's sake stop being such a dirty bastard and can you like please rectify and Mm. you just put it out there yet the sex issues can really really ruminate they can frustrate they can cause so much damage and yet we just sit there with our mouths closed and say nothing and it's and by the way I am the biggest I'm like I'm so incredibly guilty of this so like my hands are up um and you know it's something that when when I have my relationship check in with my boyfriend which I do not often like every couple of months and I sit down with him and I'm like okay let's talk about this and he's like oh for fuck's sake oh no why do we always have to talk about these things here we go again he just wants to sit with a bottle of wine read his book and be left alone um but the reality is once we finish the conversation we always feel so much better and I'm like see didn't you enjoy it was it so bad in the end and he was like wasn't so bad but I never want to do this ever again and then inevitably we do because that's just relationships forcing your partner to do things they don't want to do (laughs) (laughs) um well I would really recommend also listening to I think I've said this about said this um before um but just on the topic of speaking about things was the sex with emily episode with esther perel because esther perel talks about ways to she's just so good like um you know i turn myself on because and like it's how do you turn yourself on like what are those things that turn you on and then you can have that conversation with your partner and be like these are the things that turn me on um and rather than i think also as we talk about the mind, this is not part of S. Prowse, my own music, is that we talk so much about how sex is part of the mind and, is you know, your brain is the biggest sex organ. And I think that we also have to take the responsibility in ourselves of what turns us on rather than it always mm-hmm. being our partner. And, yeah. like, a lot of the time, women and men and, you know, all of us, we expect the other person to be in sole control and taking the responsibility of turning us on when actually we can turn ourselves on like for hours and on end before you end up having sex with your partner. Like when I was having dinner with the giant, I was turning myself on the whole way through. I was on my period, so we didn't end up having sex, but holy shit, when we go back home, I was so horny. Like we obviously do not have sex, 
because we're just not there yet to have period sex. <laughs> and it was so hot, like the dry ride in the bedroom. Because I'd basically spent like a couple of hours turning myself on and thinking about things. And we we were having a conversation about sex whilst we were at dinner. And that is such a turn on. Mm-hmm. Not doing it is also a turn on. Very true. And for those of us who are in long-term relationships, it is our responsibility to take ownership of those issues and it's like going to the gym like Lisa said nobody wants to go to the fucking gym nobody wants to wake up when it's dark outside and freezing and put on your gym gear and go to the gym nobody wants to do it but you always feel so much better after and it's set it's setting time aside to engage in those conversations with your partner like giving yourself some space in your evening or your day to have those sexy conversations think those sexy thoughts and really dedicate time to you and your own sexuality because Mm. I've often said I've been um you know in a relationship in the past that there was a lot of long distance and we wouldn't see each other for weeks on end and blah 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 which is fine and I often thought to myself I am responsible for my own happiness and I cannot rely on anybody else even my partner for my own happiness like this is my life nobody is coming for me I have to fucking get out there and do it myself and this is in every aspect of life by the way your career your mental health your self-development you name it your, your your sexual prowess and you know sometimes we put so much pressure on our partner and actually it's our responsibility to find out what turns us on and then we can further and better direct our partner how to help us get to where we need to be so yeah invest in your own sexuality invest time in building up your own sexual desires and really getting to know yourself on a sexual level that's really important i think absolutely i love that well, Laura, thank you so much, as ever. Thank love... you so much. That was so, um, what was the word? That was so polite. Mm. <laughs> well, listen, I love you loads, Fee, and I cannot <clears throat> wait I love to you. speak to you next week. And I'm so glad to be back as well. We did get quite a lot of messages from people saying, where was the episode? We've really know, missed it. So and it was, it was actually really nice to hear because... Um, I don't know about you, Thee, but I genuinely don't think that anybody listens to this podcast. I think that, like, literally no one listens. And then when people come up to me and they're like, oh my God, we were listening to, like, that episode and this really resonated and Thee said this. And I was like, oh my God, people fucking listen. So whenever um, we received a slew of messages from people saying, oh my God, really missed the podcast. What the hell is happening? Are you coming back? It kind of... It was like a lovely hug of reassurance that people actually listen and give a shit. And I guess I'd just like to thank every single person who listens to us and who's listening to us today. And we appreciate every single person that takes the time to listen. For the love of God, if you haven't already, would you do us a wee favour and leave us a review and recommend us to your friends? And we'd be eternally grateful. Well, see you later. See you later.